0: Tim Forrest's 25 years of extensive marketing, sales, distribution, and international consulting experience have made him nothing short of an institution. TimForrest.com
1: Thank you very much for joining us here on TimForest.com. I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend. I've known Larry for quite a while. He's Larry the Butcher, and he runs the meat department in a major supermarket chain. The reason I wanted to share with him, he's been so successful with his department. He's been able to double sales in a year. Thank you very much for joining us, Larry, at TimForest.com.
0: Great to be here, Tim. Thanks for having me.
1: I just wanted to jump in real quick. Because of your success and really based on your knowledge and experience, your know-how, you've been able to really impact the business um, at your particular location. And so I was uh, hoping that you might be able to share with folks that are interested exactly what, you know, what did you do? What's the process? Like, how did you get started? What happened to help you to be aware of being able to, to do the things you've done so quickly and so effectively?
0: Well, I took the job about two years ago and I was with another company that I thought I actually had more opportunities with, but it didn't pan out. And uh, when I got my final thanks but no thanks phone call, I sent resumes to everyone. And the location I'm at now sent me a phone call about ten minutes after I sent the email, and they wanted me in for an interview that day. But I was in the U.S. at the time, uh, attending uh, well the Indianapolis 500. And um, I came back home, got changed, I went straight to the interview. After that was done, and basically they gave me the job as soon as they checked that I had a pulse. I've been doing this since I was 17. My dad taught me how to cut when I was 17, when he opened his shop in Niagara Falls. And I've learned, I've worked in many different environments. I've worked in the mom and pop, I've worked in the slaughterhouse, I've worked in grocery stores. I've got that myriad of different points of view as far as the, the retail end of it is. And when I took this job, I told them straight out, I go, I don't want to just run a department. I want to build a business. I got in, I got to learn the staff. I told the staff that, you know, if we're here, I want to be here. and. What we have here, if you can't do it, you know, I'll give you a reference, but the door is over to the left. And and there were a couple people that took that. Unfortunately, it would have been great to have had him still on. And then I brought in someone that I've known since I was 17. He was was a sales rep for one of the deli companies that my dad dealt with. And what we did is we focused on the customer. We dealt with the fundamentals. We learned the neighborhood.
1: When you say you learned the neighborhood, Larry, what do you mean by uh, learn the neighborhood? What did you do?
0: The simplest thing is I went and took a walk. I went out in the neighborhood. I looked at the types of buildings that were in the neighborhood. And the neighborhood we're in, it's kind of interesting that we have uh, geared to income housing and executive housing and a PGA golf course, all within a 10 minute walk of my store. So I looked at that and I started talking to the customers and I treated them like they had something that was really important that I needed and it was, I needed their sales. I would notice little things like with chicken breasts as an example. They had two different size packages out and the small ones never sold and the big ones they always wanted broke up. So I found the medium size package and just did that and took out the other two sizes and my bone in chicken breast sales skyrocketed almost overnight.
1: What else did you do in preparation with the product and the mix? Was there anything ahead of time you did? So you worked with personnel, the people in your department, you shared expectations. You also shared about walking, uh, walking the neighborhood, learning the neighborhood, you're also you're sharing right now about some of the the product there with anything else that you did as far as signage or product or cleanliness or any of the other issues with the with the area
0: first month I was in there I tore the tore the counters apart cleaned them top to bottom used all the disinfectant, all the cleaners that we had available, even some that I probably wasn't supposed to use because they were off the counter. Cleaned that up, made any sort of odor that was in the counter was gone within the first month. Did the same thing in the back room. Any drinks, we have a window, so it's not like we're closed in the back room. Customer comes up, they can see us, exactly what we're doing. Then I analyzed the counter. My pork counter was seven sections wide. So I cut it down to three.
1: Right, exactly.
0: It's just a simple thing, it's, you know, the rule number one, take care of the customer.
1: So take care of the customer. The customer's in front of you. What do you do to take care of the customer? What are some of the things that you did?
0: I, I first treat them like I've known them for years. And then I have knowledge that they may benefit from. I want them to ask questions. You know, I see someone looking at something. Can I help you? Is there anything you need? Do you need any any recommendations? I've worked field to fork. I've worked in a couple kitchens and restaurants. So I have a bit of knowledge that I can impart on the customer.
1: What's the most impactful knowledge that you share with your customers uh, at that meat counter that that helps them to be better shoppers and increases the ring. What is it that, that the things that you share with them based on your background that has been so effective?
0: One of the biggest questions I get now is, is the difference between regular beef and, and Angus. Educating them on The difference between Angus and and the minor cost difference per pound or per kilo for Angus beef is important. And also, we have three different lines of chicken. So, you know, we have our counter store-wrapped chicken, and then we have the grain fed and then we have the organic and teaching them about the differences there. And just be, by talking to them and not hiding from them, I've been able to, to create those relationships that every week gains sales 2 or 3% a week.
1: Is there anything other than what we've been talking about that you're doing? Are there any um, certain uh, promotions or things that you do to help you get to those big weeks? or is it the consistency over time of everything we've been discussing?
0: I think it's a combination of everything. You know, we're, we're a fairly large chain, so I have my ad that I can work with. Knowing my customers after two years and continuing to know the evolution of them, I've been able to focus on key items to put in, you know, the feature bunker. Um, even even something as simple as the thickness of the stake. They're saying, okay, three quarters of an inch, if a customer wants something thicker, they can holler through the window and ask for it.
1: When you said, um, as far as working with ads, how do you work with ads? What does that look like?
0: I get to know what's going on ad four weeks ahead of time. Okay. And then I get pricing the week before. And I'm able to look at that, I've got till the Friday before the the next week to change my my orders. When
1: you have your ads, and you know that you're working with the ads, is part of it uh, bumping your order up for items on ad? And are you, Taking away for pounds from other areas that don't sell as well.
0: As far as the overall order. Yes. Yes. Sometimes it it depends on what the item is. If I have a good idea that it's going to sell real well, boneless chicken breast is another example. Chicken is chicken is the number one section in any meat department right now. I don't care what anyone says. I will I will increase the order, leading it. There's a cross between being a psychic and just knowing your customer. I I know chicken breasts will sell, I know strip loins will sell. Pork is kind of a hit or miss. So if it's
1: a top selling item, then you're thinking about, you might be slowing down sales in other areas. If it's a slower item, you don't have a lot of volume on, uh, you're not that concerned about it taking away sales from other items. Is that a safe way to think about it?
0: Yeah, if, if, if what you mean is, you know, do I tail off all the regular price items? Yeah, I order according to what I think will sell. And we've got a tracking system where we can determine how much of something will sell. It's fairly, It's not 100 percent, nothing ever is, but it's fairly accurate.
1: Is there anything else that you're doing with the when the shopper is there? To help that this helped you to um, impact the department so well
0: the key is definitely getting to know the customer some of them they know me by name some of them found me on social media and they'll send me orders on on facebook <laughs> messenger and i'll That's gladly awesome. take them right you know if you want to build a department you have to build those relationships your product can be better than everyone else but if they don't want to come back they won't there's uh, one one gentleman, his name's Dan Ferroni, and he won't mind me mentioning his name. He played for the Toronto Argonauts back in the 70s and 80s. Canadian football, if anyone knows. Uh, he was leader of the Canadian Football uh, Players Association, and he came in one day. It wasn't his regular store. Back in the day when I interviewed, was a volunteer at uh, Channel 10 in Niagara, I interviewed him, so I knew who he was, and we talked for like two or three minutes. He goes, you know, you're 10 minutes out of my way, but this is my store because I come in and I talk to you, I, you know... And you say, you know, is there anything you need? And if he doesn't see in the counter, uh, give me five minutes. Go do the rest of your shopping. We'll get it all done for you.
1: Is there any other ideas, any other advice you'd give to other meat managers and supermarkets around the country that are looking to Im- improve the ability of their department?
0: You have to cater to your customer. And you know, my meat specialist complains because I don't do things the exact way the company says, but I do it the way my customer likes it. I'm not the star of the show. The company is not the star of the show. The meat and the customer. They're the star of the show. And if anyone doesn't think that way, they're going to struggle day in and day out.
1: If someone wanted to send you a note or ask you for some uh, opinion about their department, or some ideas on, on the meat department, how would they reach out to you, Larry?
0: Well, my social media is normally Larry the Butcher. Okay. So you'll see, if you hit Larry the Butcher, you'll see this ugly bug. <laughs> um, or my, my daughter made this great avatar for me that I, I use most of the time. Or my email's uh, Butcher at gmail.com.
1: Awesome. Larry, thank you so much for being here on timforest.com. Hey, I've, I've learned a lot about the meat department, so thank you very much. And uh, if you're seeing this anywhere other than timforest.com or over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash timforestconsulting, Consulting, jump over there. Thanks a lot and have a great day, Larry.